You guys like the hour of music we do every day? I get so whacked out during music time. But I start my day off, I tell you the truth, every morning I get up, make a cup of coffee, and I go over to my computer and I, I'll put on whatever worship music, you know, I like. I've been doing this 12 years every day, pretty much exactly the same. And I'll do a half hour, hour just soaking in His presence, worship. We'll put the audio Bible on, got the Amplified, and, and just get whacked out of our minds. And it's just, you get into that place of overflow, and then it's just a river of revelation flowing out of you. And you have more than enough wine and oil to pour on all flesh every day. That's why we never grow weary in our well-doing. Our cups overflow, you know? There's no going and filling me up. No, it's just overflow. <laughs> Every day, Joel's Bar, for 10 years we've been doing this, just overflowing, you know? And we're thirsty, because I'm really addicted to the cup of the New Covenant. And I love His favor, and I love His love, and I love His joy, and I love His peace, and I love His spirit, and I love His word, and I love His kingdom. I love every single thing about Jesus Christ. And it's an endless discovery. I mean, this is the final frontier, like discovering everything about Jesus Christ and then experiencing it on earth as it is in heaven every day of our discipleship lives. I mean, it's the funnest thing every day. There's nothing better. You know, I mean, we looked for the meaning of life. We've tried everything there is in the world, and it's like, it's all rubbish. All that matters is being a disciple of Jesus Christ, and our food is to do the will of our Father in heaven. You know? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is an eternal gospel. It really is. What is the gospel? It's the Word of God. It's Jesus Christ, our bread, and Jesus Christ, our wine. I mean, can you ever eat too much? You ever seen a Christian that was too well-fed? You know? You ever seen a Christian that had too much revelation? You ever seen a Christian that drank too much new wine? You ever seen a Christian that had too much favor? Too much favor of God on that Christian, you know? They've gone overboard on the fruits of the Holy Spirit. You know, I mean, that, that's a non-existent fantasy thing. If you go into the Holy Ghost with all your heart and mind, all that's going to happen is you're going to get so blessed and you're going to be able to bless others. You're going to get so healed that you'll just overflow in healing. You're going to get so much peace in you that you just baptize your whole city in the city of peace, heavenly Jerusalem. Jerusalem means city of peace. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So against spiritual feasting, there is no law. A lot of people don't want to dive in. They're scared of the deep waters. They don't want to lose their humanity. You know, what is my spouse going to think of me? My family is going to kick me out. You can't serve God and man. Galatians chapter 1. You're going to serve one and despise the other. It is written. Do you know Paul said that in Galatians chapter 1? That you can't serve man and God both. You're going to love one and despise the other. Jesus said the same thing about money, but the principle with the Apostle Paul is there in Galatians 1. You can't be a man pleaser and serve God. It is written. You can't care 
would human beings think and serve Jesus Christ, the Anointed One, and His anointing. The seven spirits of God will just lift off your life and just find someone else that will serve the anointing above human people-pleasing. That's why church is so deceiving. You get to a place where you have to please a human. But in the kingdom, there's no people-pleasing ever. And the kingdom has never dwelt in buildings made by human hands. They tried to buy and sell the kingdom. And grace has worked within the church age. And there's been miracles, signs, and wonders, and Holy Ghost conferences, and I got a master's level education at university and studying revival history. True story. I took a master's degree course in revival history, you know. You know, so I'm even a Pharisee of revival from North Central University. Go figure, you know. You first in the natural, then in the spiritual. You got all the head information about it. You got all the five years of Bible college. You understand all the inner workings of Christianity and church history, Old Covenant, New Covenant. Every generation since Adam, you studied every Hebrew word, every Greek word, every jot and tittle is in order, and then BAM! Here comes the wine, and he turns the water of your humanity into the wine of his divinity. And it's like, holy crap. I was out there murdering people like Saul in my religiosity. I didn't understand one thing about God the Father. And it's an unfolding thing. That's not a one-time event. I mean, Paul went into Arabia, it is written, for 14 years just to get all the Phariseeism out of him. It took him 14 years to get all the religion out of him so he could start ministering grace. It is written in the Bible. Some of you people might need 14 years. Be like, I don't have 14 years. You don't have a choice. You're going to have to get it all out of you. Everything of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil has to come out before you start ministering the priesthood of Melchizedek, the new covenant. And it's the most deceptive thing, and we've all been through it. Religion is the biggest demon Satan has. I deal with it nonstop every single day. Religion and poverty in every single Christian's mind, having the appearance of good, trying to do the good thing, trying to obey the Bible in their human strength, not requiring out of necessity the Holy Spirit for everything, but trying to do it in their own strength apart from the Holy Spirit. It's called religion. It's the practicing of witchcraft. Galatians 3.3 calls all human energy in human Christianity witchcraft. In Revelation, it's called the Whore of Babylon. These are people that serve Satan's stars in their brains. They think Satan's stars is the bright morning star. They think Satan's stars is the light of Jesus. They think Satan's stars in their minds, that light that has the appearance of good, is Jesus. But they're full of the tree of the knowledge of good. It's true. We're dealing with satanic Christianity. And you better believe it. I'm in the depth of it. I'm in the depth of it every day. And it's deeper than you could ever imagine in everyone's hearts and minds. I mean, it's... The priesthood of Melchizedek, you are in the deep of human suffering, of human bondage. You are in the trenches of the valleys of human hearts, the valleys of human minds. Everything beyond the veil of that person's appearance is the beginning of the Melchizedek order. We don't work within the flesh realm at all. That's the after effect. That's the outer court. 
The flesh is the outer court. It's necessary. It's your connection to the earth. But Jesus Christ said in John chapter 6, the flesh comes for nothing. It's just your body. It's an earthen vessel. It's all about what's inside the body. It's about the inner court, the soul, and the holy place, the human spirit, the heart. God sees the heart. And you have to work within the heart. Jesus Christ taught that a sower sows seed in the heart, the soil of the heart. And some of the seed falls upon good soil. Amen? And it bears forth 30, 60, 100 fold, which means they have outer court, inner court, and holy place Christian experiences with God during their lifetime. That's true. You got the silver outer court, you got the gold inner court, and you got the gemstones of the holy place, which is the throne room company. I tell you the truth. There are degrees and classes of Christians. Are all Christians equal? It could not be further from the truth. Every Christian is different. Paul taught that and said that every Christian has different rewards. God loves everyone the same, but what did you do with his love? As it's written, whoever's forgiven much loves much. I mean, if you got some silver and some gold and you come around a gemstone Christian, you're going to look very, very dim compared to their brightness. Paul said, every star of the heavens shines in a different degree of brightness. But we're so PC and we're so carnally minded, we want everyone to be equal. And that is the furthest thing from the truth of the believer's rewards of the kingdom of heaven. Some Christians have tremendous rewards. Some Christians have zero, and they suffer total loss. It's written about the believer's rewards in the book of Corinthians. Silver, gold, gemstones, or the works of the flesh, which is all unauthorized Christian dead works that are wood, hay, and stubble. You are all being tested by fire. Do you think that's something that happens when you die? No, every day on this earth you are tested in fire. And I watch Christians every day call the fire of God the Father the devil. They rebuke that fire. Because that fire comes and it consumes what they think is good in their hearts and minds, which God the Father sees as wood, hay, and stubble. Your human abilities and your human efforts and your human Christianity and your human goodness is wood, hay, and stubble. You have to be crucified with Christ and all your good opinions, your good ideas, all of your human niceness, all of your human kindness, everything you can do as a human has to die in order for Christ and His nature to shine through. Christianity is not about you. That's Old Covenant. <laughs> it's not about what you can do by reading a book and being a good person. I tell you the truth, that's actually the greatest evil in the world. That's the maximum amount of satanic whoring on earth. And it is. It's the maximum amount of rejection of Jesus Christ as being a good person. Being a good person is the maximum rejection of Jesus Christ because it doesn't require dying with Him and it doesn't require you being born again. You can just be a good human being and die and go to hell. And you've never even entered the kingdom. And I'm telling you, that's the greatest deception I'm looking at in the nations. That temptation to just be a good human. <laughs> you need to, you're need. you better off being ice cold, being a devil, and coming to the end of yourself and getting born again like I was than being a good person and lukewarmness and complacency in your human nature, your life. You'll never enter the kingdom, and you're not even saved. How are you saved? 
by the cross. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. Have you been crucified on the cross? And when you're crucified on the cross, you no longer live. The life you now live, you live by faith in the Son of God, which means it's no longer me. It's Jesus. It's no longer me being a good person or trying. Uh-uh. I tried, and I died. <laughs> the more I tried, the more I kicked against the pricks. That's Saul of Tarsus' testimony in the Bible. The harder he tried to do good, the more people he murdered with his human nature. And that's exactly how bad it is in human Christianity. The harder they try to be good Christians, the more people they kill with their strange fire and witchcraft. That's why, I tell you the truth, the Christians are the reason why Babylon is great and not just insignificant. Christianity and striving and efforts and unauthorized fire is the very thing that built Babylon the Great and all the universe. It's a whole system of Christianity in the world that's not faithful to the king on the throne in the kingdom. I've dealt with it every day of ministry. I've dealt with every charismatic leader. Some of them are awesome. Some of them that will straight up instantly without even testing the fruit kill you and then just put out their next charismatic book because it's all about money. I've looked at this thing. I've tested this thing. I've walked through this thing by the millions of people just experimenting, just searching and learning what's going on here. How is this still here and yet California is in the biggest state of chaos and confusion and crime and disease there's ever been in the history of America? And yet, you know, that's the height of our charismatic church. And it's never been in greater turmoil because it's not kingdom. It's still church. And it's the same all over the place. You see it in New York. You see it in Florida. And listen, I love the USA. And I'm telling you, there's a higher way of holiness here than we've ever seen demonstrated in charismatic church. That's what the sons of God bring. We bring the throne room of God down, the white throne judgment seat of Christ. And we just sit on the seven mountains of all human flesh and blood. And we just heal the nations with true Christianity and the true kingdom. Test the fruit. Test the spirits. Amen. And you will find God the Father. When you test the fruit and you test the Spirit at Red Letter Ministries, you will see God the Father face to face. And that's really what scares these people. Because it's nothing like charismatic Christianity. You've been lied to significantly. And oftentimes, just for businessmen pretending to be pastors to make money off of you. They don't even have your best interest in mind. They say they love you, but they don't sacrifice their lives to serve you. I'm telling you, the true priesthood of Melchizedek is people like you watching on Facebook and Periscope and YouTube. You are like the royal priesthood and this professional clergy separation stuff with laity that we see in charismatic Christianity. That is not our promised land. Our promised land is being a royal priesthood where everyone has the seven spirits of God flowing out of their hearts and minds. I tell you, that's what we're bringing forth now. A royal priesthood and a chosen race 
a Christian Holy Spirit race. Have you been born of the Spirit? You're a different class being. It's important you realize that because 2 Corinthians 5.17 says you're altogether a different and a new creature. But we're so human-minded because we're so bewitched and the curse of the fall is so big in our minds, we just don't believe the Word. We don't believe the Word that we're actually new creatures because we still live with an old human mindset. That old human mind can burst with one drink of Melchizedek's wine today. Just receive this royal wine right into your foreheads and let it burst your old wineskins. I tell you the truth, Babylon the Great is a prison state of mind. It's a state of confusion in the mind that you can never figure it out. It's like a labyrinth. It's like a pyramid on your $1 bill with bricks that keep every soul in the USA in different prisons of mind. So you got 50 states of mind in the USA, United States of mind. And I'm telling you, you break through those states of mind and your little Tennessee culture, your Oklahoma, Florida, New York state of mind, and you burst out of that into a kingdom mindset and you're free and you can begin healing your state in the USA. That's what's going to happen now with the manifestation of the sons of God all over the USA. They're going to actually break out of the state of the United State of mind that they're in into a kingdom mind, into the mind of Christ, and they're going to begin raining new wine that bursts that old state of mind all over America right now. That's what we're doing here. It's all about freedom and abundant life. And your mind must rise from the dead. Your mind cannot be on earth anymore. Your mind has to be with Christ in heaven. We don't have earthly minds that war against the Holy Spirit. We have the mind of Christ. Where is Christ? The Bible says Christ is seated at the right hand of God the Father in heavenly Jerusalem. And the mind that's in that man right now, our King in the third heaven, is already in your spirit. And in your spirit, it will rise and cast out your carnal mind. And I tell you the truth, in the name of Jesus Christ, and I am so excited about it, the mind of Christ is our promised land of never-ending revival and heaven on earth in America. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.